Welcome to One Cause Church. Here is another inspirational message from Senior Pastor Eric Holler. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 12. We're going to talk about today with the spirit of, we talked about identity, that the spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are sons of God that we are sons of God. And then we talked about instruction, how he is a teacher. And Jesus said that he will teach us and he will guide us into all truth. And we have an anointing by the spirit that teaches us all things. And that's good to know. And he gives us instruction and he, and he, and he highlights this instruction through the word of God. As we saw that the all scriptures inspired by God are God breathed and it's profitable for, remember we talked about doctrine, which is basically teaching um, for reproof, that is, it, the word is, invites us to put it to the test so that it can prove its power, prove its truth, prove its wisdom, and, and its help for your life. And for correction, and that is that that correction is how the Spirit improves our lives. He improves our characters. He brings us uh, to an upright state again. And that's his, your good is always... Uh, the interest of his heart and, and to bring you into every good thing that God has for you. And then we talked about also that the instruction in righteousness and that righteousness in this passage particularly means the condition of one who is as he ought to be. So you already are as you ought to be. You already are. Now I'm talking about in the spirit, in the spirit. I know, I know the flesh is not proving that well for you. But the spirit in the spirit is true because you've been born of God. Therefore, you are born again. You have his nature. And so the spirit is there to give you instruction in righteousness. That is to remind you again and again who you are, who you are. When I was a kid, one of the things I remember my dad always saying, and I've told you this before, especially when me and my brother became teenagers. And Friday night, what happened? We'd get showered up and we were going to go take some girls to the movies or go look for girls at the movies. Something that had to do with girls. And on the way out the door, he'd always say, boys, as we're trying to hurry up and get out of the house. And we knew it was coming. Yes, sir. Remember who you are. Yes, sir. Now, I'd like to say I always remembered who I was. But when girls are on, on your mind, you know, you sometimes forget. But I'm grateful. And this is the spirit of God. Remember who you are. Remember who you are. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, we're going to talk about inheritance today. 2 verse 12, now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. There's a little boy who was in um, kids' church, little Kevin, and uh, uh, he was learning about creation. They were teaching about how God created Every, uh, everything that we see, and, and, and particular human beings. And he, and he became really interested when uh, the teacher told a story about how God took from Adam's rib, his side, took a rib from his side, and made a wife for him. A few days later, he's laying on the couch, and he's holding his side. And his mom says, Kevin, what's wrong? Are, are you feeling ill? He says, I got a pain in my side. I think I'm about to have a wife. <laughs> that doesn't have anything to do with this scripture but that's what caffeine will do to you <laughs> know the things that have freely been freely given remember what I said the key here is to know that it's freely given freely given 
We live in a world of earn, 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 earn. Earn, 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 earn. And in this world, nothing's for free. But in the kingdom of God, what God gives is free. He won't allow you to try to earn it because he said, no, no, no. My son earned this for you. You can't earn what he already earned for you. Now you receive it as a gift. And so he, the Spirit is here to help us understand the things that are freely given to us by God, this great inheritance. And um, Ephesians chapter 1, let's turn over there, over there now. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 13 and 14. In him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also having believed you were sealed. Everybody say sealed. With the Holy Spirit of promise. Next. Who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory? To the praise of his glory. Who is the guarantee of our inheritance? Any homeowners in here? Yeah. When you bought your house, you were required to put up what is called earnest money. And that earnest money tells the seller that I'm good for it. I'm putting my money where my mouth is. This earnest money is my guarantee of the full payment coming to purchase this house. The Holy Spirit, listen to me, is the guarantee of what Jesus purchased for you and me. He's the guarantee. Salvation for your spirit, soul, and body. Now, right now, our reality is, I've told you time and time again, we are a justified spirit living in an unglorified body. A finished work living in an unfinished work. <laughs> for now. But the full payment will be realized when Jesus returns for his church. And your body will be fully glorified. Thank God for that. Can we just take a moment and say, thank you, Lord. I got a better body coming. Amen. That, mean, uh, that means your body will be fully fit for eternity. The Bible says in Romans 8, whom he justified, these he also glorified. Uh, so which means it, it's already a finished work. But right now, uh, even while you are living in process here on the earth, just know that what God started, he's going to finish. And the Holy Spirit is in your life to remind you of this inheritance. He's the guarantee. Who is the guarantee? I like that it's not what is the guarantee. It's a who. Amen. He is the guarantee of our inheritance. The word here for inheritance simply means the allotted possession one receives by his right of sonship. You got all the rights. This is good. As sons, you have rights to the things of God. You have rights to the inheritance uh, that God has laid up for you. And I'm, I'm not talking about just the inheritance of heaven. I'm talking about he has inheritance for you now in this life. Inheritance of blessing. Inheritance of his favor. Inheritance of increase. Inheritance of healing. Amen. Inheritance of prosperity. Praise God. John chapter 16. Let's turn there for a moment. Did you get this for me, Stephen? Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh -huh. John chapter 16, verse 13. The Spirit is the guarantee of our inheritance. Now we're going to talk about His influence. However, when He, the Spirit of truth, has come, He will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. So I told you last week, or yeah, I told you this last week, but it happened two weeks ago that Maddie and Jonathan in Boston were in a wreck, you know, west of Weatherford. And when Madeline 
uh, Boston had stayed with Heather and I that night. We were trying to get one last few hours with our grandson before they took him away and ripped him out of our lives. <laughs> and so she comes in our bedroom that morning about 4.45 or so and takes him. And, and then I hear them shut the back door as they're leaving. And I had this catch or a check, something in my spirit that just felt weird. And so I, I just started praying for them. I just started praying for them, praying the Lord's protection over them um, and um, prayed in the spirit for a while. You know, when, when you have things like that, it's good to know that you can pray uh, what you don't know to pray, you know, and the spirit will help you there. And so I'm just letting him help me and praying in the spirit, praying in other tongues. And then, and then here a little bit that, that, you know, that feeling just went away and I just went back to sleep. And then a couple hours later, I got the call from Medit that had been in the wreck. And when I got there and saw, you know, this damage, I saw what had happened. I, I could certainly see the hand of God there with him. And, you know, the Holy Spirit's influence can certainly be one of warning, uh, but he is so much more than that, just to warn you of, of, of bad things. And I'm glad he is there to, to help us, you know, change what uh, disaster may lay ahead. But he's also there, um, remember, he's the guarantee of your inheritance. And if you'll let him influence you, because he's not going to force you to do anything, right? He's not going to force you to do anything. He's here to influence you, to lead you, and to guide you. And those who are led by the Spirit, these are the sons of God. That is, we are led by him because we have a relationship with him, That's Right? right? Because we have a relationship with him. We have rights as the children of God to be led by him because we're in the family of God. It's a glorious thing. There's a, there's a man, uh, well, he still is a man. Uh, his name is Robert Gay, and he pastors a church, he and his wife. But years and years ago, late 90s or so, he was writing lots of worship songs. And a lot of them, um, some of them you would know if I told you. One of them in particular is called No Other Name. I don't know if you remember this song, no other name but the name of Jesus. Well, he was sitting in his house one day and he said, he heard the Lord say to him, I'm going to give you a song that's going to go around the world. He said, I just heard it. And I thought, cool. He said, so I got up and went over to my piano. I was like, okay, let's do it. And he said, nothing's come, nothing's happening. You know, he said, I'm trying to you know, just tinker around. He said, I can't seem to get a melody out. I can't seem to get any, a good chord structure together. He said, so finally I just decided, hey, I should just pray in the Spirit. And so he began to pray in the Spirit. And as he was praying in the Spirit, then the prayer kind of went into singing in the Spirit, and this melody started forming. And then right behind that came the words, no other name but the name of Jesus. You know, the Spirit's all what Jesus said. He's here to testify of me. Isn't that cool? That as he's praying, he's speaking, testifying of Jesus, the Spirit is, and then he gets that interpretation. And that song literally went all over the world. And not only did it go all over the world, but it brought great financial blessing to Mr. Robert Gate. See, the Spirit's trying to take you, and he longs to take you into every good thing that God has for you. you got to be willing to listen to him and be led by him. And the more that you, you listen to him, and the more that you do what he says to do, the clearer things become the easier it gets. And you realize that his burden really is easy. <laughs> his yoke is easy and his burden really is light. Amen. I'm going to go one last scripture. Galatians chapter 5, verse 16. Galatians 5, 16. Paul says, I say then walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. 
17, for the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary to one another. How many of you, if you've been a Christian for five minutes, you understand this, right? So that you do not do the things that you wish. So you have the right desires. As a child of God, you have the right desires because your desires are his desires now, because you're one spirit with God. But this flesh is fighting you on that because the flesh didn't want to do godly things. It wants to only please and serve itself. So it's against the things of the Spirit so that you do not do the things that you wish or your good intentions, your desire, what you love to do. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not, verse 18, if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. So this is what it's showing us here. You are being led or influenced by the Spirit because you want to be. Hmm? It's based on your relationship with Him. But the law is based on you meeting its demands. You have to do these things. These are the rules, and they are etched in stone. Right? As a matter of fact, the Scripture says, the man who does those rules shall have life by them. But if he doesn't, he dies. There's no mercy in it. There's no mercy. Paul taught the church, the, the Galatian church, because they had these... Uh, what they called Judaizers, they were trying to make the Gentiles live by the Jewish rules. And so they were coming in and, and polluting these Gentiles' minds. And Paul comes in and sets the record straight and says, no, 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 that's not the gospel. That's not the gospel. And some of you have, have been listening to these guys. And here's what I want to tell you, that if you decide you're going to live by the law, you don't get to just keep any rules. You have to keep all of them. Once you start, it's all or nothing. 99% is not going to do it for you. So that means you are fully trusting in your performance to be able to keep all the rules. You're going to fail. Nobody can do that. That's why you need to know that you're saved by grace through faith and that God brought you into a relationship with him, to, uh, into his family to have a relationship with you. Amen. Uh, I mean, think about this. I, I was, uh, Heather and I were in Austin a couple of years back, and there were these young men fired up. On, on the streets, and they were uh, wanting to convert people. Well, it wasn't just, these weren't just Christians. These were guys who, uh, believers who, want, who believe that you needed to live by the law, by the, by the Ten Commandments. And so this young man approaches me, and I look at Heather, and, and uh, so she just like walks off and goes shopping because she knows I'm going to be there a little bit. And so I listened to his spiel, you know, and he, I said, let me ask you something. I said, you know the commandment about the Sabbath, right? And he says, yeah. I said, do you, do you remember the Sabbath day? He said, yeah. I said, do you work six days before that? No. I said, then you don't keep the Sabbath. He's like, yes, I do. I said, no, you don't. The command for the Sabbath is six days you shall work, and the seventh day you rest. You work Monday through Friday? Yeah. Then you don't keep the Sabbath. You don't get to just pick one part that works for you. you got to keep all the law. That's what Paul is saying. It's much better to have a relationship than regulations. huh? Relationship with God far exceeds that. Let the Spirit influence you. Let Him be your guide. He loves you. As I said, He longs to bring you into every good thing that God has planned for you. Amen? All right, we're going to stop right there. Let's stand together. If you would, for just a moment, would you just lift your hands to the Lord? I want, I want to pray this prayer over you. From 
Ephesians chapter 1. Father, I thank you that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to these the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of their understanding being enlightened, that they may know what is the hope of your calling, what are the riches of the glory of your inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of your power toward us who believe, according to the working of your mighty power, that you worked in Christ when you raised him from the dead and seated him at your right hand in the heavenly places. Thank you, Father. Lord, I pray that there would be an enlightening, illuminating uh, a revelation, God, for these of the good things that they've been brought into, those things that have been freely given, their inheritance, God. It's a big inheritance, and it is freely theirs. And I thank you for that, Lord. Not by, by works of righteousness that we've done, but by your mercy, by your grace, we receive it. And thank you, Father God, also uh, for your influence upon these lives. I pray, Lord, that all of us, all of us, Lord, would tune in even more to what the Spirit has to say, that we would be quick to respond, to do, to say, to go, whatever he says, knowing that he's taking us to better things. I thank you, Lord, for your blessing upon every household here in the name of Jesus. Thank you that all of this is possible because Jesus Christ died for our sins. He was buried and he rose again the third day. And whoever believes on him will have everlasting life. Bless every home here, Lord. Grace and peace be multiplied to them from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you and may he cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you and all of your house and give you peace. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the message. For more information about One Cause Church, please visit us online at onecausechurch.com. 